had to do. But like, I guess I didn't have to do it, but I chose to do it. And the arguments, this is what's funny about when people want to argue online. Is that an argument you will knock down as invalid, you will then adopt and use when it will help your arguments. Of course, 100%, All the time, right? dude. Like, All the time, welcome right? to humanity. So the argument yesterday by this guy about Ghost, the band Ghost, was, is that, well, they're going to headline like a festival this year. Okay. And I think maybe they're playing somewhere in L.A. and they sold it out. And the guy says, after eight years since their first album, they're selling out this venue. You can't deny. That's incredible. And I said to him, I said, would you say that Kiss musically is really good? And, you know, because the argument's always like, yeah, Kiss isn't very good musically, right? Even as the, their biggest fan ever, I would say, yeah, marginally. You know what yeah, I, mean? I take your point there. I like the songs, but there's, right. there, it's not like they're great at it. Right? Differ- difference between liking a song and recognizing it as like a great That's song. That's a great thing. Right? right. Exactly right. Right? They sold out Madison Square Garden five years after their first album came out. Actually, well before that. And, and this is what I always say, radio didn't wrap their arms around Kiss at all. Not at all. And more than that, they didn't have the internet. There was no YouTube. There was no streaming services. Dude, like, yeah. they, these bands have all the advantages in the world. You don't even need a record label anymore. You can record something at your house, give it to the world in two days. I, I heard the argument yesterday about Ghost that there's a new front man, and that's why the song was different, and it's not Papa and Petraeus or whatever the hell the dude's name is or, I don't wh- care. or whatever. Exactly. It, I was it, like, dude, what, what difference is it? Exactly make? right. But it was still, I guarantee you, because a music producer was like, yeah, this isn't working out. Let's soften this sound. Let's make it sound like this, and then they'll start to like it. Still sound like garbage. So again, like the guy was like, well, they're selling this many albums, and they're doing this. I was like, dude, again, are you going to tell me the Spice Girls were really good musically? You it's, it's you can be this is ultimately my point. You can be successful without being great. I have my hand raised right now. There it is. I have my hand raised right now. Successful, not great. It um yeah, it, it happens on a regular basis. Now I do think that like mainstream success should be a part of your overall like, well, are they good at what they do or not? Like because, championships in sports, it has to be a right, factor. Right. A big factor. I mean the, you know, yes. records sold matters, tickets sold matters, but just Popularity because matters, sure. but just because you've done a lot doesn't necessarily make you great. Like that I doesn't agree. that doesn't that doesn't put you in that upper echelon of musicianship there. So I had to like shed that. And I needed, I was like, I need, I need some positivity in my life. Okay. Right. So I, so then I, after that was all done yesterday, I was like, you know what? Just go to the golf course. Less ghost, more golf. Okay. Less ghost, more golf. All right. So dude, I found myself yesterday playing the Hills course at Tam O'Shanner. All right. And I haven't played it in a while. And I was out there and the course was, uh, there was people out there yesterday, but it wasn't like too busy. And so it was like the perfect way to play. And I don't know what happened. I just I, I I I put on the Bluetooth speaker and I just dude I got in the groove and I really really like how I played yesterday. Getting in the zone a little I bit there. I really really like how I played yesterday. I shot eighty seven, not not great, but not bad. And there were a couple of holes. There were, I, I two guys let me go through, and it's a rule of golf. If it happens and they're standing behind you, you're gonna screw up your next shot. Okay. Maybe your next two. That kind of led to a bad score on that hole. There was one other hole that was like really. It was yeah. I made triple on one, but I made like four pars in a row. So you're seeing consistency there, which I like. I really, really, really like not just where the golf game is right now, but where I think we're heading with it because it's starting to get pretty good. 
And uh, Dutam O'Shanner was beautiful yesterday. Um, let's uh, let's let's talk about the long game here because I yeah. feel like that's been the why well, I feel like that's been the thorn in the side recently. Where like it was probably two months ago, you were talking just about dude big balls and long drivers and John Daly and Happy Gilmore, and then all of a sudden, man, something fell apart with you. And every time you were like, bro, you should have seen it. Ten feet, not even ten yards, ten feet. Did you get it together yesterday? Um, yeah, the driver's pretty good. Nice. Yeah, the driver's pretty good. Hitting the long ball pretty good right now. Actually, most things were pretty good yesterday. Like, most facets of the game. I knew when you came in wearing your golf duds, wearing your spiffy little golf duds over there, I was like, dude, it had to have went well yesterday. Like, that's uh, usually a good sign where it's like he's feeling good about himself. I got asked to play today um, uh, with my buddy. He had somebody drop out. They're doing an outing today, and he was like, dude, I need a fourth. You got to help me out. And I was like, all right, so yeah, I'll meet of course. What else is the guy going on? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, it's going to be Wednesday afternoon. It's going to be beautiful. I'll absolutely help you out. But yeah, man, dude, Tam O'Shanner was beautiful yesterday. It's been a little while since I've been out there. Right. And dude, the the Hills course treated me very, very well. Huh? Dude, what's going on with you? I, you know, so some some things going on with me. Uh, later today, I've got a little event going on here. Um, oh yeah, that's right. That I forgot right. about this. That is right. Today is Wednesday, the eleventh. Um, so what I've got going on, and what I've kind of been working on over the past couple of weeks. Um, I, you know, I think most people who listen to the show probably heard me talk about Project Rebuild before. Um, a nonprofit downtown Canton that works with at risk youth, young adults, sixteen to twenty two. There and uh, do they really cut it off at twenty two? Is that um? I, yeah, I think that's I think that's the older age of what they do. Most kids are probably be, or most students are probably between the ages of eighteen and twenty. Okay, I mean, it's just kind fair. of in that general range, and it's you know. Uh, you know, maybe you came through the judicial judicial system. Maybe you dropped out of co- our high school. Maybe you know, there's there's a million different ways you can find yourself a project rebuild. But what they've been doing is working on a house in the Vassar Park neighborhood, which is kind of by like um, Kempthorne Motors. And back okay. back there, they've been working on this house, and it is um, the ribbon cutting is today. Now the house is. Essentially, the greenest house in Stark County. Like, it was designed to be the most energy efficient home in Stark County. So, everything is like uh, top of the line energy efficiency windows, top of the line, you know, siding, top of the line, like uh, insulation and things like that. And, you know, this stuff is all donated by this group, St. Gobain, which is this huge construction company. So, their CEO and a bunch of their people are coming in today to kind of like see, you know, hey, where did all, darn- all of our donations go? Oh, where okay, did yeah, all this yeah. go? Um, so, at, at 10 o'clock, there's going to be a ribbon cutting ceremony. It is open to the public. People are, you know, encouraged to come out and kind of, you know, View things, so uh, so I'm going to be dipping out of here a little bit early. Stansberry Show's got to make an early departure today because I got to get some stuff ready for oh, them, cool. kind of hosting the thing for them, kind of doing that. So MIT times ten four. <laughs> it's uh, it's exciting. It is. I'm you know, it, it's great. You know, for the community that a house got renovated and all that. But sure. like at, at the end of the day, man, these students got to take this house from what was on the demo list. And is now one of the you know it's 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 an awesome house. Like they got to do the drywall, they got to do you know everything along the way. They painted it, they you know they they did the floors, they did everything that that goes into it. So like you know, like I said, it's awesome to see a, a big house. But this is supposed to be a celebration for these kids. So uh, ten o'clock today, everybody is uh, invited to uh, to come there. Nice. Where is it again? Seventeen fourteen Fraser Avenue Northwest. So it's like I said, that's back behind Kempthorne Owners, over by like uh, Schreiber Elementary. There. Oh, uh, okay. I know yeah, what you're talking about. yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a nice neighborhood back there too. That Vassar Park neighborhood is pretty nice. So, oh, nice. Well, yeah. then, uh, well, good, yeah. good. So, I know, uh, I, dude. I know Project Rebuilds out there doing, uh, you know, a lot of positive things. So, you know, I, I do like the fact that you're. Uh, 
that you're butted up next to that. I will say, dude, I saw on their Facebook page the other day, dude, apparently they have a golf outing, so thanks for asking me to get involved with that. I just found out about that, and uh, I'm glad that you're, you're going to be interested. The thing I think it is, though, is I think it's the 20th, so I don't know. Your mom's coming in. Oh, uh, that's a lot of going on. Your mom's day. coming in. That's when I'm wrestling with Ohio Championship Wrestling. Oh, like, yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on on the 20th there. We have to do our jobs. Why start on the 20th, really? Like, kind of <laughs> I mean, too, what do you think about it? So I'm on this a lot, where I feel like the internet, it gives people, like, you're bored and you're just trying to, like, you know, pass time in your day, and what it leads to is, like, these gotcha moments. I gotcha. I gotcha. Look at this person not doing this right, and this isn't right, and that's racist, and this is bigotry, right? And everybody's just looking for the gotcha moment. And LeBron James has been put in the crosshairs of the gotcha mentality on social media, and it's absolutely, 100%, completely ridiculous. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show. And with all the UFC action that happened this past weekend, dude, everyone's got MMA on the brain. And the good thing is, is you don't have to wait long. Fight night at Nautica. It all goes down Saturday, August 18th. That's right. Cleveland, Ohio is the place. Honor Fighting Championship. They are bringing MMA action back to the flats. And if you've never been to an honor, you've never been fighting championship event before, dude. Let fight night be the first. There's going to be title fights. There's going to be women fights. The Vanilla Gorilla, Nick Brashear, super heavyweight champion, he's going to be in his first pro bout ever. You don't want to miss out, so get your tickets now. They are available at honorfightingchampionship.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. About 8.30, we'll pass out those uh, Marilyn Manson Rob Zombie tickets. That show coming up pretty damn soon. Yeah, Blossom Music Center is the place. That'll be a good one, too. Oh, dude, of course. I know they said it could never happen again, but it's happening again. It's happening. And, dude, I mean, what do you... Each of those artists, two hours of hits, right? They could. I don't know what the sets will actually be, but are they both capable of it? And do they have the material? For sure, yeah, yeah. Zombie still feels like the bigger artist to me. But I... I don't know. But I think it's just... it, It really is opinion, I think, at that point. Because Marilyn Manson... In the time that he was at his peak, and I know he's not necessarily right now, but when he was at his peak, like he was he, an A-lister. You know what I'm saying? Like the dude was like, a, a, he was a cultural like yeah, icon. But, but that's just it, is that I feel like he's more well known for the controversy than for the songs, where Rob Zombie feels like he's known for the songs. I know some people okay. are going to be like, well, he's known for the movies. Okay. And maybe that's the, maybe the, there's truth in that a little bit. And so like and again, but I feel like Manson more known for the controversy of the artist versus the actual catalog. But I could be wrong on that. Maybe that's just my perception of it. And I mean, I think it's almost unfair because Rob Zombie has White Zombie to kind of lean on here, but and it, he does. If, yeah. if you look at Well, that's his too though. Yeah, I mean, but if 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 you look at it and you look at their the the best of their best songs, it's like I don't know, is The Beautiful People better than, you know, Dragula? Dragula? No. I, I don't know. In my I, opinion, no. I, don't I mean, know. we are getting into opinion there. I would Dragula is a better song if you ask me. Um, but I love Manson. He had plenty of songs. I mean, I do. I love the beautiful people. They're pretty good. But I would rather. But I would probably rather listen to Dragula. They said it could never happen again. Look at it now. It's happening right now, people. You could win tickets to it. Eight thirty. When we'll do those. All right. So, the internet. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's beneficial. Um, like anything else, it's all about how you use it, right? 
that in itself cannot be demonized. How people use it, apply it, and you know, uh, and consume it, that can be demonized. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of great things that have happened on the internet, plenty of terrible things. It always frustrates me, man, because at this point, we have the capabilities to have all the knowledge in the world in our, in our fingertips, like in our pockets, and it's like, nah, just cat memes, and just I'm going to share my horoscope, and it's just like, God, we suck. We should be the most engaged and intellectually sound we've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't believe that that's true. We literally have every song like in the history of songs available to us. And it's like, now nah, I'm just going to keep listening to the same crap over and over again. That's exactly like, right. Like, ah, dude, whatever. And it's like, you know, you could literally download, you know, any, any book. There's a million. MIT gives away free courses all the time. There's a million academies that you could go to for free. And it's like, now nah, I'm just going to sit here on Facebook and talk crap about my ex. And it's like, what are we doing? That's exactly right. And it also leads to this gotcha mentality. It happened to me the other day. We were talking about those kids getting rescued from the cave, and somebody was like, you know, multiple people were all on me. You know, you're not thinking the U.S., you know, um, Navy, Navy SEALs, SEALs yeah. for going in and getting them. And I was like, well, they, they're not the ones that did it. They're not the ones that did it. And so you see what I'm saying there? The gotcha mentality. And it happens with all things. It happens with serious things. It happens with, like, not-so-serious things. And LeBron James is in the crosshairs of the internet right now. And this is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my entire life. Now, look, I know a lot of us are not happy with LeBron James right now because he decided to go be a Los Angeles Laker. I will remind you that if you were offered a better chance at a better life, or at least what you thought was going to be a better chance and a better life, you would take it in a heartbeat. I don't know why athletes are supposed to do something that you and I will not do. Right. I mean, they have the freedom to do it. They, they're human beings and I they're allowed to do that. I, I am going to say, though, and I know this isn't where we're going with it, but I'm just still scratching my head looking at this move like, I don't get it, bro, but God be with you. Do your thing. Jason Whitlock feels like the whole thing set up this year to blow it up. Meaning, dude, let's get Luke Walton out of here. We'll put this team together that really can't do it. Nobody can shoot. We'll have an excuse to blow up. Next year's really the free agency class where a lot of dudes can be moving around, and then he's going to compile his team. And that, dude, he'll probably still be, what, the second best team in the West this year. Houston lost two big pieces. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't see them being, as of, as constructed right now, I don't see them being better than fourth. I mean, none of the guys can shoot, so I think that's that's going to be, I mean, outside of LeBron, that's, that's going to be a little bit of a problem. That's how the ball gets in the hoop there, right? But LeBron James is in the crosshairs right now, and I don't understand this. He is one of these guys who posts himself working out. And this is exactly why I don't show videos of me working out. I'll just like post that I'm at the gym and give a little update. But I will never record video at the gym because this is what happens. Fat-ass couch potatoes who were too effing lazy to get off their goddamn ass and do anything to better themselves are going to knock down LeBron James. I'm just going to pull a number out of the air. I don't know what it is, but I'm looking at his body. I'm willing to bet LeBron James is under 6% body fat. Oh, yeah, dude. Just lean as a chicken breast, man. Like, couldn't you have to have some fat on you, and I'm sure he's at that level of like, well, this is this is like what my body has to have. At his age... I believe it is impossible to have a six-pack ab without being in single-digit body fat range. Sure. Sure. That's what I've always heard, right? We're talking 16 years in the NBA and at a pretty high level, pretty dominant level. And if anything, I would say recently has moved forward. I mean, played all 82 games last year in the regular season. Played, you know, there was multiple times there where he played nearly every minute within the playoffs. And 
I, I, I said it all four years. I think he's getting better as he's getting older. So he's it's taking crazy. care of himself. What did we, we talked about? He spent a million plus dollars on his body every year, right? Didn't we do yeah, that? Yeah, it was something crazy yeah. like that. And he's got the chamber in his house yeah. where he freezes himself and yeah. that whole thing, which I got to try one of those. They got it. I'm telling you. We'll get yeah, it. Yeah, we'll I know. I, that, that, that place opened up on t- I know. I got to go do that. So he posted some videos of him doing squats on Instagram. Right. And we actually have this video for you. You can see it at WRQK.com. It's also linked at our Facebook page. And of course now the internet, all on LeBron James about how he's working out. He's doing these squats, and he goes on Instagram, and of course, the Potato Chip Nation. Here we go. Ice Cream Nation. Here we go. Netflix and Chill Nation has to be like, nope, doing it wrong, failing, hashtag adulting wrong. <laughs> like the, the guy says, the first guy says, LeBron does a lot of cringy stuff. Obviously, but that video of him trying to do squats at the gym may be the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen in my life. Now, here's a little bit of karma, because his tweet actually says the most embarrassing (laughs) thing I've ever seen in my life, because, again, welcome to typing fast and not, you know, proofreading before you tweet. I'm the guiltiest person in the world about it. I'm not going to knock the guy for it, but this is funny. (laughs) No, but it is funny that karma kind of got you, kind of bit you in the ass. You want to talk about how embarrassing something is and you misspelled the word. LeBron does do cringeworthy stuff. There's been plenty of times, even like when he was on the cast, I was like, LeBron, what are we doing in that video, bro? Um, I don't pay attention enough to his social media accounts. Like, uh, uh, so is that true? I mean, like he'll do like, you know, he's a goofball. Like, like, he will. Like, there's times he'll do, like, he'll be rapping along to something, and it's a little bit like, LeBron, dude, you're 35 years old, bro. Like, you don't need to be rapping along to that. You don't need to be dancing and stuff like that. But, like, he, dude, he's he is, like... He's a fun guy, so I think there's a little bit of of he doesn't necessarily care what we think there. No, I think year sixteen, couple of titles, you know, a billion dollars. Right. What do I care? Like, dude, what do I care? Right. But again, like you start looking at the profiles of these people who are telling him he's doing these squats wrong, and it's like, bro, you have no business whatsoever, ever commenting on what that guy in pristine shape is doing. First of all, what it is is like he it looks like he's doing half squats is essentially what it right. looks like. But people don't understand. There are multiple forms of squats and you are working on different things. Most of you just want to lose your gut. And so you think, well, you do it this way, and this is the way you do it, and this and that. LeBron is working on a different set of skills. Most of you learned how to squat in gym class from Coach DeSico. And most of you, that's the last right. time you did it. <laughs> right, that was the last time you did it. But, like, most of us think that, like, that deep squat where it's like you get your butt down to your knees and you keep it parallel there and then you shoot back up. But you're right. There's a, there's LeBron is working on a different thing. I, I One of the other comments somebody talked about was quarter squats, wide stance quartered squats are to focus on explosiveness and to uh, focus on on uh, the the ability to jump. So it's like, dude, obviously that's what LeBron's going for right there. Dude's got six trainers standing there. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's just in the weight room looking around like, oh, I don't know what to do. Maybe I'll just get on this rack here. I mean, it's asinine to think that like, oh, well, hey, I can look at LeBron do five squats and, and, and critique him. What are, you, what are you talking about? This is Twitter right here. I'm trying real hard not to comment on those goofy ass squats LeBron was doing. Trying so hard that you commented on it. it You don't got to try that hard. All you got to do is not type it, dumbass. That's all you got to that's all you got to do is not type it fat ass. Like dude, this is what I'm saying. You don't get to be 400 pounds and then throw bricks at some dude who's actually out there getting it done.
That's why I hate the internet. It's because the non-doers want to throw mortars at the people who were doing stuff. And that's what makes me absolutely crazy about social media. You're too lazy to get off your own ass to do it, but you, you but you're just but you're just active enough to get those thumbs going to knock down the people who actually can. God, social media is one of my least favorite things in the world. Like I actually had to tell myself, don't go on Twitter right now yesterday. And that's why I yell about it so much is because really I'm yelling at me. It's like, dude, what am I in so engaged for? Why do I feel like I got to give away so much for? I do a four-hour program every day. That should be enough. Why do I feel like I got to just keep give, give, tell them this, check in here, find this, talk about this, comment about, why do I feel that way? I Dude, five years ago, I wouldn't have felt that way. It's like, dude, this stuff is moving us into an area that's just not great. And it makes me absolutely crazy when, 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 the, when the people that are too lazy to do anything want to throw mud at the people who are out there getting it done guys it's 16 years in the nba i think he's got it figured out on how to work out and here's the other thing nobody's talking about how much weight is on that bar right now nobody's talking about that you go into that gym and do a full squat with that weight on that bar right now and you know what i'll call 911 before you start so we can send the ambulance to come scrape your fat ass off the gym floor I can't believe people, dude. I cannot believe the insanity of the average person walking around. Oh, my God. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. When you're way into the Manson Zombie Show, 830s, we'll pass those out. 1-800-243-7625 on that. Uh, one more time, I want to thank K&M Coffee. Oh, yeah. They supplied that new coffee machine, and, bro, it saved my life. Yeah. It did. It yeah. did. Dude, being able to have drinkable coffee in the building. Because, dude, you can stop on the way in, grab a cup or whatever, but once you're here, you're here. Right. You know? And so, and um, radios, you're not allowed to have interns and make them go to, like, get you coffee anymore, like the way I had to do for, you know, ever. Um, you're not allowed to do that anymore. And so... Uh, it was that was nice of that was nice of sales. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff Ravinsky. He was Thanks, he texted buddy. me like nine o'clock last night. He's like, "Hey, thank me again tomorrow morning." Okay, <laughs> okay, dude. Seriously, that's what's happening right now. But okay, yeah, there it is. I uh, I had a hard time kind of figuring that thing out yesterday, but I'm glad I got it done. I was like, "Why? Why? I, I can figure this out. I'm not that dumb." I was gonna say, dude, you would normally pride yourself on being pretty smart. <laughs> I was the dude standing there. I'm like, "How do I get it out?" I'm trying to pull the thing out, and you just pop it down. Interesting. Neither one of us have the children. No. Um, and people walk away from me thinking or, or from hearing me say things thinking that I'm anti-kid. I'm not. I am just or that I hate children. I hear that one a lot. You hate kids. I do not hate kids at all. I can get annoyed with kids. Of course. In, right. In certain times. And if you if you won't step up in the moment and parents and then I'm having to deal with your kid in like a restaurant throwing things because you won't tell your kid not to throw things. Then I'm not really mad at the kid. I'm mad at you. Yeah, I was going to say, more likely than not, it's the parent that I'm you're mad at irritated you. with. Right. Exactly right. Like on my flight to Vegas over the holiday, this kid was kicking my seat the entire way. Now, had that kid been in the, it was like traveling alone to go visit grandma and no, there was no adult next to him, that would have been one thing. But his parents were there and didn't seem to think it was a problem. That's on you. You're a douche of a parent. And... Wow, I just got, man, I, for some reason, I'm ready to be mad today, right? <laughs> it's very worked I'm up, ready dude. to be mad today, worked right? Up. I don't even know why I was in a great mood when I got up this morning. But I have a list here of the top baby names that, that, that these uh, future parents want to name their kids this year. Or I guess these are names that people have given their kids already this year. I okay. apologize. Sorry. Okay. It's 15 of them. Now, this stuff is always cyclical, right? Okay. Like, 
Back in the day, it would be common for, you know, girls to be named Gretchen. I don't know very many Gretchens anymore. Um, Bridget used to be a very common name back in the day. I don't know that many of those, right? It just it goes in cycles. I read something about names and the way they're perceived and how it works is people will start to name their kids quirky things. It will become more and more mainstream, and that mainstreamness will eventually turn it trashy. And you'll see names that like like Bambi, where it was that was once like a name where it was like you had you you must have you must have came from somewhere, it must have meant something, but now you look at it and it's like, oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, Bambi came from secrets. Well, it's, well like exactly, dude. But yeah, I, I read something about that, how it's like a, a curve there of like it's classy, 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 mainstream trashy. That's basically the same formula. Anything you create, a dude's gonna try to bang it. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, right. that's exactly the same formula. So some of the big names this last year, Bryn, B-R-Y-N. All right. I mean, I don't really have a problem with that. It's not like that strange. Asher was another one of those. The only Asher I've ever heard of was Asher Roth. Um, or the only one I can think of right now. Harper was another big name this last year. Atticus was a big name this last year. I don't know. That one seems kind of strange. These are all names. I mean, yeah, they're all kind of strange. They're all kind of quirky. Snow was a big one. Okay. This this the so far in 2018, Snow. At some point, I mean, don't we got to step in here? Like at some point, I, I mean, I know you can't. I know it's like the least American thing ever, but like in do celebrities are the worst about this? Like celebrities are the wor- worse than the, the average person. We're the worst. Oh, I, dude, I disagree. I think this list proves that we're getting just as bad as celebrities now. Um, like what's her name? Didn't uh, Gwyneth Paltrow named her kid Apple? I mean, if you're naming your kid Snow, what's the difference between Apple, right? I mean, like, right? And here's the, th- this is the perfect example of what I was talking about. How things are cyclical. Like they say, the number one name for girls this last year has been Eleanor. There, there's a lot of things going on here. First and foremost, like Eleanor Roosevelt's the only one I know of. Right, and I mean, like, right, every Eleanor you know was, every Eleanor in your mind, it was age ninety from the jump, like from from the For moment sure. she was born, she Plain came out Canasta. of the tomb. Right, it was just ninety years old. Um, people want to be quirky now. People want to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so quirky, I'm so weird. Can you believe that I like pizza and dogs? Oh my gosh, I'm going to name my kid Snow. Well, yeah, you know what that is? Is that we have in this country over the last decade really pushed the idea of individual. Right. Be an individual. Right. And... I don't necessarily disagree with that, but the problem is is that you once you start removing yourself from the pack too much, you really start to go a little crazy. It's the checks and balances of other human beings is what keeps you like in this zone of not being a nutcase. Of society, yeah, right? Exactly of like, hey, right. this is kind of what we're doing here. That's exactly right. And so like pushing that individual idea tends to lead there's like one of the big guy like boy names, which by the way, we're assuming genders, not nice, okay. not not no. twenty eighteen. Okay. Right. But one of the big boy names of this last year was Kylo. K Y L O. Now the only Kylo I know Star is Wars. Kylo Ren from Star Wars. Right. So I want to make sure this comes out right. 
Okay. But okay. remember, but remember back. I hope it doesn't. I remember back in the day, and there's a very good chance this will not, dude. Uh, but there was a very, what do I want to say, kind of a reoccurring joke, and it was that, boy, oh boy, these black people just naming their kids whatever, dude. Boy, oh boy, these black people just naming their kids Shaniqua and Chiquita and blah, blah, blah. White people, dude, racist, it is time to come off of that hill, dude. If we are naming our kids Kylo and we're naming our kids Snow, dude, it is time to get off that racist high horse of yours and stop pretending like, oh, boy, man, I can't even speak. Orange yellow, what does that mean? <laughs> that's uh, that's Jesus, a, dude. That's a little true. Like in the 90s stand up comedy, dude, why are we both so screamy today? <laughs> but like, <laughs> you you are right. In the 1990s, like stand up comedy scene, like AE would have like the improv show or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was like something a comic would just say. Like, would just be like, hey, you ever notice these Boy, blacks? People, I don't they, know how to say their names. They just won't stop doing God. it. Man, these, these Chinese people just throw silverware down steps, name their kids. And we're killing our kids Kylo. Kylo, what are we talking about here? Yeah, you really should be able to smack people around. <laughs> you really need to sometimes. Like, I remember, dude, you know who had the joke you're talking about was Lewis Black, where he was talking about the Jackson family. And oh, wasn't yeah. one of those was yep. called like Your Majesty or whatever. Yep. And he said the nurse should have just been like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which it is kind of funny. But again, I would have wanted that, but I want the nurse saying, uh, no, no. to Kylo too. Want to take a guess at what the least popular boy baby name of 2018 is? The least popular? This should be easy, but but honestly, it's you're going to skip it because you just won't think of it. Donald? Oh, my. Dude, what a great guess. But no, it's actually worse. Okay. It's actually Harvey is oh. the least popular 2018 boy name. That makes sense. And yeah, dude, rapists are normally not real sense. popular. Normally not real popular. Those Manson tickets are up for grabs at 8.30 on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We have Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie tickets. We'll pass those out 8.30. 1-800-243-7625, the number you need on those. Before the break, we were talking baby names, popular ones this year. Yeah. And I asked Fantone if he uh, for a guess on what the least popular like boy you know baby name this year, and you guessed Donald. Right. And one of our uh, Twitter followers, one a big listener of the program, Donnie Hammond, was like, "What's the, what's wrong with the name Donald? You jerks, Don Mega." Well, here's the thing. I mean, another guy has your name and he ran with it, and uh, <laughs> he's done some things. He's been in the news this year. It's like, yeah, dude, you're going to be cast as that shadow. It's like, dude, if I met an Adolf today, I'd be like, oh, jeez. Well, come on, come on, come on, come on. But w- what I'm going to say about that is, is there are literally millions upon millions of Americans who love President Trump. So I wonder if the anti, no, I'm not going to name my kid Donald, is being balanced out by the, hell yeah, I'm naming my kid Donald. I might name him the Donald. You know what I mean? Like, nice. I'm, I'm sure that's got to exist, nice. right? Yeah. I'm surprised Kefefe wasn't on the list of baby names. I'm surprised that wasn't on it. I would have thought for sure there'd be a parent out there. Snow and Kylo were on it. Are you okay with Dan? You happy with Dan? I was supposed to be Michael. Okay. I was supposed to be a Michael. Mike Stansberry. But my um, my my uncle Sonny and his wife had already had a son, and they named him Michael. Uh-huh. And so, like, my mom didn't want to do that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I'm okay with Dan. I didn't love Daniel growing up. I like it a lot now. Right. Um, I I didn't like it a whole lot growing up. Um, so that part wasn't great. 
but yeah, I'm okay with it. Like, why do you not like Matt? No, no, no. I'm I'm ha- I'm happy with Matt. I um I I think my parents were always stuck on like Matt was going to be the name. Um, I do know if I was a girl, I was going to be Ashley. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Do you know what your girl name would have been? Probably Danielle. I don't know. <laughs> I'm close I, enough. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know because here, like, my mom wanted a girl when she had my brother, but then after having a boy, she was like, you know what? Give me another one of these. Right. And but they were back now again. When I was being born, you didn't really know. It's like, well, you're carrying a little low. Right. It's gonna be this. <laughs> right. It was like it was like that. And so like they thought I was going to be a girl. And so like all the clothes that my mom got at like her baby shower were all pink. So for like for the first like year and a half, I guess there's photos everywhere of me just in like pink onesies. Why is he always eating ice cream and listening to Adele? I can't figure it out, dude. I don't know. My mom was carrying low. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's how we used to do stuff. Like that's how we used to like that's the like oh my god. I can't believe how we used to do things. And that's kind of where we're headed right here. I didn't, I would have never guessed this. They say 46% of adults in America, so damn near half of you, still to this day, have a home phone. No. 46%, Matt. No. 46. No. Yeah, I think it's high. No, 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 no. I think it's high. And I, for the life of me, can't figure out why you would have this. Now, I have had a home phone as recently as two years ago, but I didn't want it. It was one of these things, like I got cable, Mm -hmm. and they were like, well, get the package deal, and then you'll get the phone. And I was like, I don't want the phone. I don't want the phone. They're like, no, 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 you kind of have to get it. And I was like, "Uh, okay. So I never plugged a phone into it, but then every once in a while, like the TV screen would come up and tell me that somebody was calling me. It's like, why do I want that? I don't want that. I don't want that at all. Get that out of here. I don't want that. So, like, I had a phone, but I never even knew the number. I didn't even know the number, dude. I never even looked at it. 46% of people still have a home phone? If that's if that's what we're talking about is that your internet television provider essentially strong-armed you into having a phone number because I have the exact same situation right now where they were like, well, we can save you, you know, this much money by, by taking this phone number. And I'm like, well, uh, but what if I just don't want it? And they're like, well, it's going to cost you more money. And I'm like, that's the most ass-backwards thought I've ever heard, but... If that's what they're saying is that you have a phone number, but if we're talking like a landline phone that you're using, no way. I think people are using the term landline and and applying it to you have a, I think everybody, yes, they're saying if you have a home telephone that that is a, they're considering that a landline. Even if I have the phone number, but I do not have a phone, see that's that's where I guess. It's got to be that, otherwise there's no way you'd hit 46%. Because I don't know anybody with a home phone, with a phone in their house, like. Where where they have it hooked up to the wall or the internet or whatever. Or see, this is interesting here because the pushback I'm going to get when I tell people why why do you have a home phone? I guarantee you the pushback I will get will be you don't have kids, you don't get it. When you have kids, you need this. Why? But your brother's got children. Yeah, he's got a ton of them. He's dude, he's, they're <laughs> popping out new ones every single day, dude. They're just there's kids coming out all the time. <laughs> Just a conveyor belt of children. So, so no. So and he doesn't have one. No, doesn't have a phone. I, if 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 he does, I'm going to assume it's the same way that I do. In the sense of, does he have a phone through his cable provider? Probably. My parents don't have a phone. Dude, all four of my grandparents still alive, old as dirt, and they don't have they don't have really? home phones. No, no, dude. It's 2018. What are we talking about? Home really? phone. Forty six. Ninety five percent of us have a cell phone. Ninety five percent. But and the reason why they looked into this is that the, the the amount of people with a home phone is not that number is not decreasing at the rate 
of cell phone ownership is gone is gone up over, over like a 10 year period. I mean, I remember when I first got a cell phone and I felt like I was a pretty early on the on the train there. I was real early, yeah. I, I, I mean, I remember, you know, yeah, my family still had a home phone and I don't remember when that all kind of changed, but I would assume probably when the smartphone became a thing, when it became like, you know, you had everything you needed in your pocket 2007, 2006, something like that. Here's what's crazy. If you ask me right now to tell you my brother's cell phone number, that could be a final Jeopardy question. Right. Like I, I'd be like, I, I, I don't know, Alex. Give me another one. I, I, I don't. They don't do that. You just get the one question. <laughs> Can I skip past? <laughs> no. Am I on the wrong show? Yes. Like I could, like I couldn't do it. But if you asked me to give you the the phone number that I had growing up in high school, I know it right now. Yeah, I know mine. I bet you I still know. I know one of my best friend's numbers, and God knows really? that phone's been uh, off the hook forever. But, like, yeah, because back then you, you literally had, had to dial the numbers. And it's interesting because doing everything, doing something over and over and over, repetition essentially makes you learn it. Yeah, I mean, I remember the first three of our phone numbers, so and I know the last four of his was 2066, so like, I guarantee you, I could, I mean, I, I, I this this phone line has been disconnected since 1998, idiot, but no, I totally know it. Oh, I didn't think about this. What is that? And I don't know if this is true or not. I wouldn't think so anymore, but I, I don't know, because I don't have one, but um, I'm being told from Twitter, Joe says, I think you might need to have a phone if you have a security system in your house. Maybe if it's one of like the... It automatically dials like the cops and the center for you. Maybe, maybe, maybe if it's like one of the big name ones. But I think if you do like Ring, I think if you make it yourself, and I, I, I guess I don't know, is ADT selling more or is Ring selling more? But I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know about either one of them. I don't think with Ring you have to have like because I mean at that point I don't know what Ring is. It's 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 it all kind of starts with it's a camera essentially that goes on your doorbell and and Shaq did the commercials for them. But you can put cameras all throughout your house and it can connect automatically with police and stuff like that oh, so okay. I didn't it, know you that. know you can talk to the person who comes up to your doorbell so so someone comes up rings your doorbell you know you could say hey what are you doing here oh well I'm delivering a package and you know you move on with your day or I'm like hey I'm breaking into your house but Rob's also telling me apparently like if you have lifeline or life alert one of those things that you needed a, you needed like a home phone for those it's only now that they're starting to update where you can use their cell phones yeah, with it. and but I was gonna say you if for those things you would probably have to have like a true to the heart physical land Line, as opposed to like an internet connected phone, I would think. I don't know. Though. I would think because if your power goes down, your 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 you know your router goes down. This had me thinking about technology in my lifetime, right? Uh, as I was reading this, it's like I'm in this perfect zone where I can still remember the world being pretty primitive, and now like how advanced it is. And I'll give you a right. perfect example of what I'm talking about. And if you're on the younger end, if you're a younger millennial. Like, I'm sure you've heard of this, but if you really think about it, you think about how crazy this is and how different our lives were growing up. When I was growing up, a magazine was sent to your house that told you what was on television for the next month. Like, you had to flip through it to, like, find out what was going to be on TV. Then, then, then I saw the invention of the... Like the guide on television. Ah, like the the scrolling channel thing. But then it, yeah, it was its own channel and it scrolled and it Sucked. was. Damn it! I just missed. I looked Sucked. away from it and I missed what was on this channel. Then you had to wait for the whole damn thing to go on. Then it was like, oh my god, a a guide button and I can go up and down with it. And now you don't even have that cable. 
Right. You don't you even don't, need it anymore. You don't even have that anymore, dude. It went from, hey, read this to scroll this to you now you don't even want it anymore. Just stream this. Technology in my lifetime has taken massive leaps. And that's why, dude, this is why people get like grumpy. Like, this is why the older you get, this is why you oh, get grumpy, yeah. is because you start looking around and go, I don't recognize the world anymore. Leaving me behind, dude. Yep. I'm just standing here, right here, 1988, T-Tops, dude. I got the Camaro, and nope, dude, the world has left you behind. Dude, I want a Camaro with T-Tops. I know T-tops. you do, dude. I know you do. That's why I live in the right city. <laughs> I'm in the right place. I'm doing the right things. There is something going on in a school in Massachusetts that I cannot believe is happening in the year 2018. I can not believe this is going down in a school. And more so, parents aren't outraged. They're happy about it. I'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I feel a little strange right now, and uh, a lot of you can't. None of you can see this. As a matter of fact, a lot of you can't. No, none of none you can't. Can. I can but see it. We have to have the door propped open today. Something's going on with like the like the 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 HVAC system. They were working on it yesterday, and apparently, like there's like four different systems that run this building. And like one side of the building's at like a at like a regular temperature, but our side is like super hot. And that is super distracting for me to have that door open like that. I just don't love that. So I just feel strange about it. And I'm just worried and like another idiot coworker is going to walk down the hallway and scream like the F word while we're live on the radio. 98.1. Double K. Keith Kennedy. What are you doing out there, Shh, idiot? Dude, Keith Kennedy doesn't speak th- those kind of words. Oh, he does not. Sorry. <laughs> he does not speak those kinds of Whoops. words. Way too classy for that. Way too classy. At 8.30, we'll pass out those Marilyn Manson Rob Zombie tickets. Also going to help guys uh, with your uh, with your man boob problem. Okay. You got some man boobs. We're going to help you out with that. Right. 8.30, we'll do that. So I read this just this morning, and I, um, and I can't believe it's happening. Like, I had to do a double take when I read this. I was like, I can't believe in the year 2018 in America that this is happening. But a judge now has ruled that a school in Massachusetts... And if I'm reading this right, it is a school that is all about students with disabilities. Okay. Okay. This is where your kids go. Okay. This is, by the way, also in Canton, Massachusetts. Okay. A little uh, Canton, Canton, Ohio to Canton, MA. Okay. I like it. The JRC is a special needs day and residential school. That specializes in treating emotionally disturbed children and adults. Okay, all right. Dude, a lot of challenges that are going to come along with that. I understand why it's like, hey, it's going to be better if we send you somewhere that specializes in this. Uh, That makes sense. And some students in this school are given a GED. Okay. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, that's not so bad because you're thinking GED means the equivalent to a high school diploma. It does not. Oh. They are given... Some students at the JRC school in Massachusetts, Canton, Massachusetts. This is this year. And a judge just voted and just ruled that you can continue to do this at this school. A GED is a graduated electronic decelerator. They are giving these kids shock therapy. We are shock therapying kids with emotional problems in this year. Now, 
Should be pointed out. I don't know why. Should be common knowledge. I do not have a degree in this area. Okay. Okay? Okay. So what I guess that what I'm going to apply here is what I'm always talking about, which is happy hour logic. But I would have to imagine that we have come far enough as a people to where we no longer think shock therapy is the way. Remember, I mean, dude, this is our, we thought this was the way to get people to stop smoking cigarettes back in the day. Like, right. This is crazy. Right. To me, this always goes to gay. You know what I mean? Like this in, in my mind was always like, hey, okay. I, my kid's gay and I don't want him to be gay. Sure. And, you know, 50 years ago, that was probably pretty commonplace thinking. If we're yeah, talk- but now we pray it away. Even more than 50 years. I mean, dude, I'm talking 75 years ago, right? I mean, if we're talking about. I don't know. It feels but. like the 1950s to me, 40s to me. It doesn't feel like, you know, it doesn't feel recent. Um. <sighs> But when when you say shock therapy, I guess in my mind, what I automatically go to is they're wearing the dog collar shock things and they're shocking them on any bad behavior. Is there an explanation of what they're doing? Like, is it being is it is it being used in a way other than like the worst way that I'm assuming right now? Let me as I'm looking through this, it does not give me exactly how it's operated. I can tell you that the school got some backlash back in 2012, about six years ago, when a video had surfaced where an 18-year-old, Andre McCollins, had then received more than two dozen electrical shocks while tied to a bed at the center. Okay, now that, okay, that's bad. That's bad, right? Now, Mr. McCollins' mother, Cheryl McCollins, then settled a lawsuit against the school for an undisclosed amount. This is back in 2012. But other parents, listen to this. Several parents at the school say, are behind this technique and call it life-changing. Oh, my God. In a statement to the local news station in Canton, Massachusetts, calling itself the JRC Parents Group, said it was happy that the court had affirmed a therapy that has improved our children's quality of life. The quote goes on to say, nobody loves our children more than we do. We have tried and continued to try everything available to them, including positive behavior therapies and psychotropic psychotropic medications to help our children. But as the court found, there is no evidence that any alternative treatment would be effective to treat our children and keep them safe. So none of those things work, but we think shock therapy does. If 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 this is being used to like, hey, I'm going to cure like you being gay, like I said, or you having autism or whatever, I will just shock it right out of you. I definitely see there being a problem, but I, I don't know if if it, to me, like I said, it just doesn't. If they're not using this in the in the in the punishment sense, if this is like. I don't know if, if it's successful. Is it okay? You know what I mean? Like if this is working for these kids, if this is working for these students, if this is working, is it really that any different than spanking or like, you know what I mean? Well, we don't do that in school anymore though, right? I mean, I, see, that's where my issue is. Is that at the end of the day, I got to shut this door. I, Close that bad boy yeah, right I there. Yeah, I can't, I can't, can't have people yelling. Loudest people on the planet. Okay. I, uh, my, my thing is, is like, how soon until like one of these teachers abuses the hell out of this? That's the thing. Like I said, I think we're going automatically to this is being abuse. This is being like, hey, this kid won't shut up and I'm just going to shock him. And I'm just going to sit there. If they're using this like in a clinical sense, if they're using this to, you know, 
you know, adverse behavior, if they if they can do something with this, I know it sounds shocking, and I didn't mean to make a pun there, but I know it sounds like no way this can be okay. Primitive is the what is the word I want to use. Right, but if it's effective and it's working for these students, and I think the parents have somewhat of a point, and I can't guarantee you every parent cares about their kid that much, but most parents love their kids, want what's best for their kids, and maybe this is working. Uh, I, I think there's medicine, there are medicinal things that could be effective that we wouldn't want to do. Like, dude, removing your leg from the knee down would be effective if you had a problem, but it's not the best way to do okay, it. Okay, okay. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know, dude, I appreciate it, because you're just trying to help me advance the conversation. Like, I, I appreciate the help, but I can't believe this is happening. Now, I'm not a parent, and that's normally where everybody goes, you're not a parent, you don't know. But I've had a, I've had a shock collar on, on a radio bit. I've done that, where every time I said, we, they were trying to shock the word dude out of me, because I am bad with the word dude. It's okay. totally a crutch of mine. And I use it way too much, and it actually makes you sound like a little bit like an idiot. And I wish I didn't do it as much. And so they were trying to shock it out of me. That thing hurt like a son of a bitch, dude. It doesn't feel good. And by the way, notice all these years later, I still say dude a lot. I'm, I'm reading this here. Um, JRC prides itself in helping students get off their medication. The trade-off is the use of adverse, uh, adverse therapies. The shock therapy known as GED is the most notorious method. In 2005, early in her time, um, this woman was sitting in class and needed to resituate her pants. Her natural reaction was to stand up and fix them. All I remember after that is my face hitting the floor. Jeez. She got out of her seat without permission. Staff responded by immediately shocking and restraining her. See, you're going too far. Yeah. It, see, see, that's yeah. what I'm saying. If you give somebody... Here, here's a good rule of thumb. If you give somebody a button, they want to push the button. Right? I want to push it. Can't help myself. Oh my God, I'm, I'm scared. I'm going to push it. If you give somebody a button, they're going to want to push it. And if a student stands up, we're automatically going to shocking them back down. Right, don't love it. Right. Don't right. love it. That's exactly the problem that I was looking at there is it can't be used as like, you're hey, being bad. You're misbehaving. Therefore, we're going to shock you. If there's some clinical research and usage of this, maybe that's one thing. But this woman's experience, at least at this school, it flies counter to that. So Catherine's writing in now. She goes, as a professional... In this area that specializes in behavior problems, I am fully mind-blown about this school. I'm on my way to work now, and I can't wait to get there and tell them. Look into Apple Creek right here in Ohio that was the only shut down a little while ago. Okay, I will look into that. I don't know if they were doing this or, or, or something else there. But again, there's a woman listening to the program on her way into work. She kind of works in this field who is saying to herself as she's listening to me tell you this, that it's happening this year, thinking to herself, that's crazy. We can't do that. I it just to me it'll always be when I think about shock therapy it'll always go back to big silver disc helmet yep. put it on we're going to shock this out it just the word that keeps coming past my brain is primitive and that's the way it sounds to me now I could understand that if your child's got some issues and you've reached exhaustion of what you're going to do but I just think at some point I just tell myself I can't shock therapy my own kid and I can't be happy that I'm going to let a school do it that seems very very strange there's a movie getting ready to come out or at least getting ready to film and I am so pumped been waiting forever we'll get into that next on Rock 1069 The Stansberry Show 
Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show. And with all the UFC action that happened this past weekend, dude, everyone's got MMA on the brain. And the good thing is, is you don't have to wait long. Fight night at Nautica. It all goes down Saturday, August 18th. That's right. Cleveland, Ohio is the place. Honor Fighting Championship. They are bringing MMA action back to the flats. And if you've never been to an Honor, you've never been to a fighting championship event before, dude. Nine. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Pass out those Manson tickets, 830-1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. Also help you out with your man boo problem at 832. We'll also help you with that. So, uh, yeah, I apologize about that in the background. We have to open the door during the commercial break so we can cool down and then close it. That way we're not distracted by the hallway. There's something going on with our heating and cooling in this building today, and it's like 200 degrees in here. It's, uh, I'm always sweaty. I'm a sweaty person. I know you, you are that, sweaty. I, I know you think that makes me guilty of something, but, like, dude, it it's, does. it's a sweaty one on the Stansberry show today. There were, like, three breaks where I was looking across <laughs> at you and the board. I was like, dude, I was, like, counting the beads of sweat rolling down your forehead. And I was like, I shouldn't be doing this right now. I should be concentrating on what I'm talking talking about why is he dripping he's guilty what'd you do so i'm pretty excited about something that's going to happen here okay um we're getting a prequel to the sopranos but it's coming in movie form i almost wish it was coming in um in episode form but this is probably the safer way to do it so you don't go to the well too many times drag it out too long kind of ruin it so they're going to do the movie and I guess it's going to be a period piece because it's obviously it's going to be a prequel. So it's going to be like early 60s in Newark, New Jersey, which is where the show kind of like was based out of anyway. And it is going to be centered around the fact that in Newark in the 60s, African-Americans and the Italians were kind of at each other's throats. There was like there was there was a lot of culture war going on there. And they say that this is going to be part of what they're doing. And the working title is really lousy. The working title is The Many Saints of Newark. Which I think is pretty bad. Yeah, it's clunky. It's a lot of words for, for, for the name of a show. I agree. Or movie. I agree. Yeah, it's too long. There's something not right about it. Saints of Newark would probably be the obvious pick there, but even I think that kind of sounds dumb. It's better. It's not what I would pick, but it's better. But it is going to be set in the 60s. Obviously, we're going to be dealing with Tony's dad, Johnny Boy Soprano, a lot. His uncle Junior will be a lot about uh, will be featured prominently, I would imagine. And I'm really excited about this because I love this TV show and thought it was really, really good. And um, normally, anything mob related, I at least want to check out. I, I do find that whole world to be interesting. Um, I am one of those, and I also think period pieces are going to be more important than ever before. Because it takes you back to a world before the internet, before easily solving all your problems by tweeting about it, or I'll Google that to find the solution to it. Um, crime was easier done when there wasn't as much technology to catch the criminal. Oh, yeah. So like those stories are, are going to be easier because when you watch something now, you'd be like, they would catch you in 10 seconds because the ATM across... Like every time I watch a show now, I'm like, that ATM across the street has you on camera. The camera There's right no there. way you could do that. Where in the 60s, that's not going to be true. I, um... I, was, has there been any other Sopranos offshoot? Has they have have they had their Better Call Saul or whatever? You I know? don't think so. So this will be the first shot at the Sopranos since the end of it. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I mean like which feels long. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is this has been a long time coming then? Because dude, how, when did Sopranos end? 
forever ago. I, 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 I wasn't a fan of the show, but it feels like 10 years to me. 2009? I bet it's 2000. I remember talking about it on, on the air, and I remember saying, dude, that, that the last episode was like underwhelming. So I'm pretty sure it's 2009. They always are the last episode. There's Seinfeld, no way to wrap up something Sopranos, you love. Right. The Wire's last do. episode wasn't as good as I would have wanted it to be, and The Wire's one of the best shows ever. But I'm very excited about this. I um, it's it's almost sad that we don't have Tony Soprano anymore. Like that, you know, and maybe maybe at the end you kind of show him, and that now they've got enough of him on film where you could maybe do something. Well, like would that. you have James Gandolfini playing himself in the 1960s? No, no, no. I'm saying, but like as you maybe you look ahead okay. at something, like you know what I mean? They flash ahead, and but like I said, they got enough Gandolfini on film where right. they could put something in there like that. I, I just hope this is one of those things that I want, but that when I get it doesn't doesn't make me go oh why'd you do that we like this this piece of art was like perfectly you know uh, you know bodied in this moment and that you went back and revisited this and it and then you ruined it I hope that doesn't happen but I'm actually very very excited about that movie looking forward to that eight thirty we'll pass out those Manson tickets a criminal. Oh my God! A criminal got a perfect taste at karma, and we'll give you that story next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Yo guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about... 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. About a half hour now, away from passing out those Rob Zombie Marilyn Manson tickets. That show out of Blossom will get you. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need. Uh, Many times on the program, I'll reference phrases of wisdom my dad used to say to me all the time. Or things that my dad used to say to me, or just, you know, try to show me in life. Deanisms. Deanisms. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of big ones. Do as you've done, receive as you have. Meaning, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you'll continue to get what you've got. Now, it's not his phrase, but it was one of those things that he used to just drill in our head. The other one that he would tell my brother and I all the time is the most deceived are the self-deceived. Meaning, dude, make sure you're checking yourself. Make sure okay. you're not lying to yourself about how, what your situation is. Right? That was important. Big. He was big into self-awareness. And I feel like that paid off because I feel like I have that. Yeah, that's solid advice. And certainly if you're lying to yourself, anybody can lie to you. Absolutely you know right. I mean? Absolutely right. I like it. Another thing my dad used to say to me all the time, Daniel, you're too stupid to be a criminal. You're going to get caught. Not sharp enough, bro. Sorry. <laughs> you're not sharp enough. You're going to have to. You're going to be a working stiff. You're not going to be able to make it. And basically, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> no, he, he was not. There. You know what he I mean? I, uh, he was not wrong. And a life of crime does take a little bit of intelligence. Yeah. Um, and anybody who calls it the easy way out, a life of crime, I don't think has ever attempted it because that life seems very, very hard to me. Living under constant fear of being arrested, getting arrested, doing jail. That all sounds very hard to me. Yeah, there's desperation in it for sure. 
and I read something about like the average drug dealer in America makes just barely over minimum wage. I've said it. I've said it a thousand times. Is that the two groups of people? Bill Maher pointed this out once. Once upon a time, and he was totally right. There are two groups of people that tell you they do it for the money: drug dealers and strippers. And yet, every drug dealer I know and most strippers I know are flat broke. Yeah, dude, always late on the rent, so, always an issue. Yeah. So what are you doing with the money? Just giving it to each other. Exactly. Just right, here, I hear drug dealer. I'll give you money. All right, stripper. Now I'll give it back to you. Okay? You could just grind down the drug dealer at his house <laughs> and get the drugs and walk away. Everybody wins, right? Okay. Now I bring this up because. Stupid criminals get covered on the program a lot. Like a lot of times I'll be finding myself in the middle of the afternoon like, oh my God, I got another show to do tomorrow. What the hell am I going to talk about? That's the first thing. Dude, at 10.01, that's where my mind goes. Like, oh my God, I got to do this again tomorrow. What the hell am I going to talk about? And I freak out. And then I always remember, oh yeah, that's right. Morons live on the planet. Mm -hmm. We got idiots. Mm -hmm. There'll be plenty to talk about. Like this guy out of Vancouver, Washington. Who got stuck... And could not find his way out after he broke into one of those escape room activities. Like Canton has one of these. There's an escape room downtown. It's like right down, it's right downtown. Yeah, I think they have uh, one downtown. I think they have one up closer to the mall. And I oh, think, is there really? I think there's one towards Maslin now too. Oh, like I didn't they've know kind that. Of, they've kind of grown. I didn't know that. I've only knew about the one right downtown, right down, right down the street from my home. Yeah, one on Mahoning, one on Market, and then yeah, one out, one out on Lincoln Way, I think. Now, when you're in an escape room, you are locked in a room together. You find clues, you solve some puzzles, and you compete against a clock. It's like a timed activity right. to see if you can get yourself out of there. Um, I've never done the one here. I have done them other places. It all depends on where you go. My ex-girlfriend and I did it once, and she said to me, she goes, Dan, I'm going to have us out of here in 10 minutes. And sure enough, she had us out of there in 10 minutes. Callie was really, really smart like that. Like puzzles and like that kind of stuff, she was really, really smart like that. Super sharp, and she she did. She got us out of there pretty quick. We're both pretty intelligent, and it, it was actually... But again, it all depends on where you go. But this guy then had to call 911 to help himself because he couldn't get out. He was breaking into an escape room. I guess when you broke into an escape room, what were you expecting? Like, what did you think you were going to get there? There's the, there's places where it makes sense for, for 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 the criminal to be like, all right, well, dude, I'm breaking into the Walgreens because they have a bunch of drugs in there, or I'm breaking into the into the bank because you know they have a bunch of money there, which they really don't. I know people are like, oh, dude, just bags of money with dollar signs printed on them in the bank, and no, it's not. Um, but at least I see where your mind was like, okay, there's something of value within that that building that I would like to have, you know, as my own personal property. What did you think you were going to get in an escape room? Well, I mean, what's in there? Yeah, I, I don't understand. What, what like? Would you think there was going to be a lot of money there? Maybe small cash. I mean, maybe the owner of the business keeps three hundred dollars in the in the register in the you know the safe or whatever. But we're we're not talking about an absorbent amount of money. We're talking about three hundred, five hundred, something like that, dude. Nobody's keeping a thousand dollars in an escape room. I, I doubt it. Well, why would you? Right. I would imagine most people that go to an escape room are paying by debit card. Sure, like most things in life now, yeah. I, I was mean. gonna say, like, w w like I'm trying to think, like, if I was going to have to, like, let's say I lost my job tomorrow and I wouldn't do this, be I wouldn't think I would, but I guess you never know until you're in the situation. But let's say I started like having to like knock over establishments to make my living. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of, dude, I, neither one of us bartended in a while. We might need to start doing that.
Well, I got the lingo down. I'm going to okay. knock over. I'm going to okay. knock it over. Right? right. You know what I mean? Stansbury the criminal here. Which ends up like raising Arizona, right? Like that's how like I, that's how that that's how that story just goes. You know, mustard stained wife beater shirt just going down the road. I'm trying to think of like who are who are the businesses that have the most amount of cash. Now, first and foremost, probably banks, but they have way less money than you think they do. And good luck getting away with robbing a bank these days. Bank is a terrible and I mean terrible idea. Why is that? There's just so many cameras. They know that they're hot targets. And like you said, the money's got ink dyes in them. And there's not that much cash. If you even if you say like, all right, give me everything in the register right there, and each you know each woman up there empties out their register. We're talking about maybe a thousand, two thousand bucks. Like we're not talking about like, boy, this is life changing money. Even if it's twenty thousand bucks, is that is that really life changing money? I mean, like yes, in the moment, it's year changing money. But dude, you're not going to Mexico off of pushing over a bank, you know what I mean? And living out the rest of your days, you know, under some false identity. We're talking about $20,000 here. Like, that's not, that's not worth it. Liquor store? At least with liquor store. Now, you get the Pulp Fiction argument here of like, liquor store, yeah, they're probably going to have some cash. It's probably going to be easier to do. But at the same time, you got some liquor store owned by the same family for the past 30 years. Grandpa sitting behind the counter with a gun. Dude, already pissed off at the world. Already ready to shoot you just because he's old and and the world's going by him. Dude, that doesn't sound like a good idea to me at all. A neighborhood bar might not be a bad idea. Yeah, something like that. I mean, and I don't want to, I just don't want to replay Pulp Fiction, but restaurants. Like, that to me has always been the thing where. Where it's like well, the logic in that movie on that was so right because the manager isn't taking a nope. bullet for the money. Nope. Like that, and, I, and I'm willing to bet most corporations tell people just give the money up. 100. percent Because we don't want to get sued over you being shot. Especially, I mean, you just have to think about like all of those waitresses have a bunch of cash on them. I mean, whether it's money that they've been paid out, money they've been tipped, they're going to have like liquid cash on them right there. There's going to be a decent amount of of money there. And I mean, most places, your your employees, especially in like corporate restaurants, your employees aren't packing. You know what I mean? Well, I've said this, and, and this is scary, but like as a bartender, and sometimes when I walk out of the Agora, I got a decent size amount of money in my pocket. Right, a couple hundred bucks. Right. Like, dude, if you're real smart, don't you just sit out of a place like that? Like, dude, any given night, the Agora, we all let out at the same, we're all leaving at the same time. There's like 12 of us. There's at least four or $5,000 amongst those people. Like, dude, right. like, you know what I mean? What are you doing knocking over a bank for 2500 for when you could show up in a parking lot of a bar, pump shotgun, take all 12 people down at the same time? See you later. I got to go. And don't rob me, no. you dicks. <laughs> banks, banks, banks are expecting this to happen. You're, dude, you just got off of a, of a nine-hour shift. You're tired. Unarmed. Right, dude. You know, you just had to watch Mastodon play or whatever for the past, you know, and it's like, dude. I, I just want to go home. Right. And that's just your prime target right there. I don't know why anybody would think it was a good idea to break into an escape room. What the hell? Idiots. Didn't you know there was a better than average chance you weren't going to be able to get out of there? People who pay to go can't get out. And how dumb do you feel? How dumb do you feel? Where it's like, if you can't get out in a half an hour and, hey, dude, the timer went off. Sorry, you guys lose. Fine. But, dude, you're a criminal and you can't get out of this thing? Idiot. Yeah, it's time for you to go to jail and for a long while. So we have Marilyn Manson Rob Zombie tickets. We'll pass those out. And guys are having a huge amount of problem with man boobs and what to wear with their man boobs. We're going to help you sift through all the information and what the best way to cover up those man boobs is. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love it. Rock 106.9. 
Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. Pass out those Marilyn Manson Rob Zombie tickets here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you will need on those. A guy uh, tweeted in and told me, dude, you know where uh, the places you should rob that'll have money, that cash, that? is all those legal weed stores. So apparently there's banking issues with the money. Except for the fact that when I was in Vegas and went to the legal weed store and bought things, I used my debit card. So I don't know what they're doing with that money that apparently everybody thinks that the banks won't take. what they do with that money? Do people just think that the people that own those legal weed stores in Oregon, Vegas, and Colorado are just sitting on bags of cash in the back room just letting criminals know, hey, we can't put this anywhere? Is that what you think is happening? Good grief. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those Manson Zombie tickets. One of the problems men have with fashion and looking well is man boobs. A lot of dudes are heavy. A lot of guys are heavy out there. A lot of overweight people in America. Again, I'll say this again. Got a lot of sugar addicts out there looking down their nose at drug addicts. Just so you know, sugar's the first drug you're ever on. Looks exactly like a drug that's pretty popular out there. Mimics the effects of that drug that's out there. And yet, you don't consider sugar to be a drug. That's really weird. That's very strange. Alters your mood the way drugs do, yet you don't think it's a drug. You know why? Because you enjoy it. And you don't want to have to alter your life. Only drug addicts should have to alter their life. What was that? Dude, somebody just walked in here, opened that door, and then walked right back out. Dude, when that on-air light is on... Never mind. I'm, I'm not doing it. So, man boobs can be a problem. They can be a real issue. They can be, dude. I googled man boobs and I'm looking through these images and good God, dude, it's awful. So we're going to help some dudes, right? Now, I feel as if I have this issue pretty bad. So I posted a photo. It's on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. It's also at my Instagram, which is dan.stansberry because somebody hijacked my other one. Dan.stansberry is how you find me on Instagram. And I notice this about myself all the time and we'll, we'll get back to that here in a second. But if you feel like you got some man boobs, this is how you can fix it with some of the clothing you have. Uh-huh. Slim down with those pinstripes. They say suits are normally pretty slimming because of their uniform colors and texture. Uh-huh. It's an unbroken vertical line from neck to toe. But narrow pinstripes do this even more effectively. Think Yankees uniforms. On the other hand, watch out for suits with large patterns, window pane suits, and I don't know what Glenn plaids are. I don't know what a Glenn Platt is. I don't know what that is. But those are, uh, those are apparently fattening. They say watch out for white clothing if you have man boobs. Light colors makes your chest look even bigger. Dark or neutral tones are the way to go. Matching your shirt choice to your eye or hair color won't make your chest appear smaller, but it's still sharp looking, which will then have people focus on the fact that you look good, not necessarily your boobs. Yeah, the overall picture there is is important, but you, you've, I've always heard black, darker colors or slimming. That's kind of, you know, I think why a lot of people, uh, you know, wear them quite so often. Here's another thing. Find the right fit. Sometimes wearing something a little baggy actually makes you look more heavy, more fat, more boob laden, and I have this issue i um i i sometimes my clothes are just too big and it's just not the right fit and i i just buy things sometimes in the store because i'm like oh i'm pretty sure that's my size and then i don't try it on i'm lazy in the store and then i get it and it's like dude i'm swimming in this i don't look right especially as you feel like you're in a transitional phase right now of like where you were to where you're going yeah that 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 happens frequently for sure yeah it would absolutely they uh another way to you know hide your man boobs is to think thick 
Wearing thick fabrics or several layers of clothing is a great way to hide your boobs. Um, now, obviously, you will need a little bit of more of a colder climate. That's going to be easier yeah. for you to do in the winter here versus the summer. Um, but even, dude, even two t-shirts, I feel like helps that a lot. Like wearing a white undershirt underneath of your t-shirt, I do feel like that helps it a lot. Well, a little bit of what that's doing, and they say one of the best things you can do is compress your problem, and that's what that's doing. Okay. It's almost like, dude, essentially wearing multiple shirts is a man wearing a girdle okay. uh, on his on the upper body. As the, uh, but a compression shirt is made for you in a functional base layer, and it's a first step towards concealment of your boobs. Here's what I'm going to tell you. That if you feel like you need a compression shirt because your boobs, right. what you need is a gym membership and to put the goddamn fork and spoon down. That's really what you need mostly. Okay, big picture. Yes, that is what you need mostly. But it's like, all right, man, I'm working on that. But in the meantime, right? Sure. Let me let, let me let me get something here no. so I don't feel like crap about myself. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not going to knock compression shirts. I'm just saying this is what this is what the human being does. I have this problem. The work is hard. Give me the shirt instead. Yeah, twenty bucks. That'll take care of it, right? <laughs> That's exactly what we have True. here. But they say also, and this is what's good. This is what my issue today is, which is turn down the contrast. They say. I'm wearing a yellow shirt and black shorts right now. Okay. And so having that much contrast, you're drawing attention to it. Now, my the man boob issue is one of the first things that got me in the gym. Because I kept seeing it and I was just like, oh God. Dude, you look pathetic. This is there's no excuse other than you're just a lazy fat American and that's the only reason you look like this is because you just you eat too much and you lay around and you feel like I'm an American, I have the right to do whatever I want and I'm eating whatever I want and this and that. And dude, and I had all the same excuses everybody has about not going to the gym. I don't want to. It's hard. I don't have the time. And then I heard a podcast where a guy said, "You sound like a 5-year-old when you give me those excuses. You sound like you're 5 years old and don't want to clean your room." And the moment I heard that, I was like, you know what? He's right. And I don't want to feel like a five-year-old idiot. And so I decided to do something a little bit different about that. But it's the first. I noticed two things about me in photos. And again, you can see this photo. Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. Also Instagram, Dan.Stansbury. I see two things in photos of me every time. It's the first two things I notice. And I think this is probably true of most people, that you notice the things about you that you don't like the moment you see a photo. Yeah, critical of yourself. And if somebody else looked the exact way of you, as you, you'd you be like, no, you're fine. You Whatever, all right. you're alright. Nah, what are yeah. you talking about? That's not that bad. Yep. But I notice two things about me automatically every photo I see. A, first and foremost, and it's because I've had it forever, dark circles under my eyes, and I absolutely hate it. If there was a button I could push to fix that, I would totally do it. I would pay a lot of money to get that fixed. I absolutely hate it about myself. And then the man boobs is the other thing. And I'm in a transitional phase right now is like, dude, I, and, when, and again, you start working out, you start loosening skin, it's going to happen. So now what I'm noticing is, is that I need to increase my chest exercises. Because I'm doing so much cardio, you're slimming down, you're losing a lot of the fat, so the skin's just kind of hanging. So now, it's really, what I need to be doing is kicking up my weightlifting way more. It should be it should be that much more than what my cardio is to get it like balanced back out. And and it, it it's evident, like the moment I took that photo of, or somebody else took the photo of me actually, but the moment I saw it today, I was like, oh man, I almost look good. 
but those goddamn man boobs just can't get out of my way. Do you have this issue at all? Um, I don't feel like it's terrible, but yeah, I mean, a little bit, and especially in some pictures, you're like, Jesus, dude, man, I the wake up call right now. Um, but the thing, and this is the, the stereotypical American way to look at this, is like I said, I googled man boobs, I've got it up right now, and dude, there are just atrocious cases. So I look at those, and I'm like, nah, I'm okay. But it's like, dude, if, if you if 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 you're not looking at the worst of the worst, and you're just being honest with yourself, it's like, yeah, dude, you probably could do a couple more push-ups there. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things. Also, you know what they say leads to a lot of this is marijuana use in men leads to man boobs. Leads okay, to, leaves the, like the like the Be- fattening of the cells because of laziness or because no, of. No, I, I think there's actually something in the drug okay. I, that, that actually like it, it releases something in your body, and um, they've linked it to the man boob issue in men that smoking marijuana. Like, it, like if you were a regular smoker of marijuana, that it can. Uh, Give you a rack. Lead there. to those, yeah, yeah. The guy's telling me the big issue with your with the photo you just took is those shoes. You what? You need a new pair, Rex. <laughs> these shoes are are forty five days old. This is a new pair. What the hell, Jesus, dude! Imagine looking at a picture of another man and going, "The shoes." Like that's that's really that's really what I noticed. Imagine that. Manson zombie tickets. We have those. Let's pass those out to caller twenty five right now. One eight hundred two four three. 7625 on those. Be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. Online for you at WRQK.com. You're getting a shorter set today than normal. This, you know what the, today is? What was that? This is, a, dude, we're giving them a festival set. Okay. Okay. Two day festival set. All right. We have to pull the show up a little early today. Uh, Fantone is uh, involved with a pretty good charity here in Canton, Ohio, known as Project Rebuild. That helps at-risk youth. Normally, what is it? Sixteen to twenty-two. Do I have that right? It's about the age range, yeah. Somewhere around there, and um, and that's a great thing. And they're doing a ribbon cutting for what they're a, for for what we think is the the greenest house in Stark County. Is that what I was told? Yeah, that was what it was all kind of when when the project got off the ground. Was we are going to build the most energy efficient house in Stark County. It's a good goal. And they took a house that was on the demo list. They bought it for eight thousand bucks, and they have turned it into an absolutely beautiful home. Um, and like I said, an, an energy efficient home, and and it's a platinum certification of lead, which I'm not sure of what happens there. But I mean, the windows, everything, and they're showing it off today and they're definitely excited to show off you know the house but they're also trying to celebrate the students that did this because those kids students were involved in every step along the way from demolition to cleaning yesterday and we're talking drywall we're talking roofing we're talking siding we're talking and that's what it's all about is teaching these kids not only life skills and 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 stuff like that but construction skills like these are in-demand jobs and these students got to work with that's true that's a great point these students got to work with the best of the best products. It's not like, you know, now they can go to a job interview and be like, yeah, man, I, I dude, I know about this stuff. I've done this stuff. And, and, and hopefully they can continue to, you know, take what they learned there and build on it in the future and, you know, fix stuff in their own house and make, you know, get a job. And like, man, all those things are always like, oh, young people, they're terrible at it. Like, that's what Rebuild's trying to give them. So it's a celebration of, of, of the students today more than anything. Nice. And yeah. uh, so they're doing the ribbon cutting? Doing the ribbon cutting. When 10 a.m. 17 or 10 a.m. is when it happens. 1714 Fraser Avenue Northwest is the address. Uh, the public is more than welcome to stop by. There will be students there all day giving tours, telling you guys about what they've done, what they've learned, stuff like that. Um, CEOs of St. Cobain, I believe the mayor is going to be there. We invited uh, Senator Bob Gibbs to be there. Um, I, I know uh, Mark Munch Bishop is making the trip down. He's, I think he's on the way right now. Holy 53rd ham! Oh, we have coming for you. 
So, it, dude, it's going to be a party. I'm excited. I'm going to swing by that. Yeah, come on. You got to come by. You yeah, I'm going to go by. to that. Dude, so many of those guys were like, dude, tell me about Stansberry. And I'm like, dude, you hear him every morning. What do you want me to tell him? He's nuts, man. What do you want me to say about I, it? Yeah, I never understand when people like want to know, know more. It's like, <laughs> dude, I've, I've, I've given you everything. Like Sometimes I'll go on dates and I'll be like, yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't, I mean, you, you listen, right? <laughs> you, 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 you've heard it all, man. It's the only trick I got is this one here. Uh, a guy is writing in and asking me this question, and I don't have the answer to okay. it. He would like himself to start getting involved with Project Rebuild. How's he do that? Uh, projectrebuild.org is probably the first step to it. If you can stop by today, I would love to talk to you. I don't know what you want to get involved in. I mean, they're always looking for people, number one. A little as, mentorship, I would think. Yeah, I was going to say, number one, as mentors, um, it's a nonprofit, so they are always looking for money. So if you've been looking like, hey, I'm looking for a worthwhile project that I can get behind as a company or you know, as a rich person, if you're out there listening. To donate, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, that's something else. And uh, yeah, stop on by today or like I said projectrebuild.org reach out to me on Facebook or Twitter I'd love to get you involved yeah Jason listens a lot he, he comments on a lot on, on, on stuff that we're talking about every pretty much every day so uh, I, I'm going to use that as the thumbs up as being okay. a decent human being if you listen every day you're probably good <laughs> oh, dude I don't know man I don't, I don't know about that one yeah I don't know about that one either uh, before we do get out of here for the day though I, I, I do want to make mention of this okay. um, where I read this yesterday and the irony of this is just so funny so this guy comes home and uh, probably came home early and he finds out that his wife had been cheating on him. And how he found out is that he caught he and her lover together. Oh, that's got to be terrible, dude. I mean, I've had girlfriends cheat on me in the past and oh, like, yeah. dude, it's a punch in the gut, but it was never like walk in and there you are banging. The, the thing about being cheated on is that I don't care who you are. The first thought that runs through your mind is, I must not be good in bed. Like, that's like one of the first things that goes through your mind. And you got to get over that thought because, really, dude, if you've been cheated on, it says more about the person who's cheating on you than it ever does about you. For sure. It's not, it's not an indictment on you. It's an indictment on the person who did it to you. Um, but yeah, being cheated on sucks. So he comes home and he finds her and her lover together. All right. Here's where the story takes a pretty serious twist they were dead. Oof. They were dead. What happened? They had been having sex in the car, and apparently the car was running. They had been, I believe, in the garage, and they were both killed by the poisonous gas of the carbon monoxide coming out of the tailpipe. What? Now, that's pretty dumb for the average person not knowing that, as in the 70s, that's the way people killed themselves. That's what you did. Really dumb. How could you make that mistake? More dumb when you stop to think about the fact that the wife's lover... The guy who had died in the car with her. Take a guess what he did for a living. That's right. Certified ASE mechanic. Oh. What? <laughs> what? Certified ASE mechanic dies from poisonous gas from a car running. You're already in a house or at the house because you're in a garage. Uh, what? Sex in weird places. Okay. All right. Maybe that's your thing. I was going to say, dude, as a guy okay. who's kind of kinky okay. yourself, like, you know what I mean? Right, I know you're going to be around places. kids today at Project Rebuild. We don't necessarily <laughs> need to sell the fact that you're a perv right now. But, like, let's not pretend that you haven't been like, babe, let's kick off the, you know, Come on. let's kick this up a notch. Back up. That's why I do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? Just, <laughs> Just end it there. You don't get to point fingers at anybody sexually. I know some stuff. You don't get to do that.
All right, guys, we are done for the day. Fantone's going to do this ribbon cutting for Project Rebuild. I'm going to swing by there. We'll take a look at the house together. I'm pretty excited about that. I think it's a pretty cool thing. You are getting a best of show from 9 to 10, and we will be back at this live tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. where you will have another opportunity at Rob Zombie Tickets. Do want to tell you this before we get out of here. 21 Pilots fans, good news. You're getting a Cleveland show up at the queue, and tickets go on sale on the 20th. You can get those at Ticketmaster.com locations or LiveNation.com, I would imagine, is the place to get those. But I know 21 Pilots announced uh, earlier there will be a Cleveland show. And all that information can be found at WRQK.com. Aside from that, the podcast will be up shortly after 10 a.m. You guys have a great day. See you. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Trying to figure out what the percentage rate of people listening right now that have to pay child support is. I'm guessing pretty high. Although a lot of you listening are women, and I'm, and I don't know if this is true or not, or maybe just the way that I'm led to believe, but that I'm guessing most men are paying child support. Yes, but if if we're saying most people in listening are involved one way or another, either receiving or or that's paying, a good way to do it. That's yeah, a good way to do I, it. I would say, and if we say, and if we're just looking at men exclusively, what percentage of them are paying child support? Got to be pretty damn high, right? Thirty five percent, thirty five, forty men of men are paying child support right now. Stark County listener. Right, well, right let's now. let's set it up the right way, which is are supposed to be paying child support. Okay. Right? Um, okay. Yeah, I bet that is 35. The ones that are actually going through and paying it, because I, I, I constantly hear about what a problem that is, um, I'm guessing a little lower than that. Now, I don't have any children. Neither does Phantom. Fingers so, crossed. I've never done this, but I have worked once upon a time um, with a guy who had some kids. And as a matter of fact, when he left his job in Pittsburgh and then came to Ohio to work with me, his pay went up and his ex-wife had found out and then sure enough, called the court. And next thing you know, she took like a ton of that new money. Now he would always bitch. She doesn't spend it on the kid. She bought herself a new car. And I, I always said, it was like, well, dude, isn't her buying herself a new car, spending the money on the kid? Like the kid needs to go back and forth to things. She needs to make sure she's not breaking down on the freeway and make, dude, do you really want your four year old on the side of the freeway? And then, you know what I mean? Like a car is a decent thing to buy. I think those, both those things can be true. You guys can both be right there where there's obviously like, yes, where your point is saying that you want a safe, reliable vehicle for your child. But it doesn't have to be a brand new, but car. you could also exploit that for sure. Sure. And she did. Like, this woman did take advantage of the fact that he made good money. It did. It happened all the time. And I'm sure a lot of you are dealing with that. As a matter of fact, I bet right now, another thing that's happening right now is a guy who's screaming at the radio about how the fact that he should be able to see his kids, he always does pay, and yet the woman still won't let him near him and, like, that whole thing. And, dude, that stuff gets messy. Affairs of the heart get messy. All right? But apparently there's going to be some changes to child support laws in Ohio. So if this goes into effect, these are some changes you might see, they're saying. There's got to be something that changes. I don't know what we're about to get into here, but it's just everyone who's involved in this claims how broken it is constantly, right? I mean, do you ever hear somebody say, you know what, this is working really, really well, actually? No, but it, but but I wonder how much of that is they're taking money out of my check and I just wish they weren't. Okay. Right? So I'm sure okay, that that makes right. you feel negatively right. about it. So, like, I, I don't know. But they say here you could pay less child support if you don't have... I'm guessing this is supposed to be a lot of income, There's, a, but this is misspelled here. If your annual pay is $14,000 or less, your support payment would be calculated to not exceed your income or leave you without a cushion, meaning you could not then have like $11,000 worth of child support to pay throughout the year. Right. Right. God, dude. First and foremost, 
How is anybody, anybody living on $12,000 They're not. I, good God, That's, dude. They're, they may be working for that. Oof. They're not living on it. Oof. The Ohio Department of Job and Family Services is rewinding the table that is uh, the, the starting point of your payment. Okay? This is another one that's going to be interesting. If you spend more time with your child, your support payment might decrease. So... Is this then an incentive of, dude, you need to do more than one weekend a month and we'll decrease this? Or because you're already spending this much time with your kid, you're basically co, you know what I mean? Co, I mean, you're always co-parenting. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm failing for a way to phrase that properly. But like, if you're actually spending it, let's say you're perfectly splitting it down the middle, then you don't pay as much. Or is this an incentive to get you to start spending more money? I don't know. With the way it's written there, I don't. It's not real clear to me. I would kind of hope there's a little bit of reward for both of those there. Where, I, I, I mean, certainly if you have, you know, if you have, you know, custody, if you both have like equal custody there, well then, yeah, we're really getting into a debate of whether who should be paying for what. But like, even if this is just like, hey, you haven't been around in the past five years, but now all of a sudden, if you do start showing up once a week for court supervised, you're going to have to pay less. I, I feel like that's a step in the right direction, right? I think you like that because of what the end result is, but I'm not sure forcing families together is the right thing. But not forcing. I mean, you, this is your this is your option here. You can either pay the bill or you can. Yeah, I'm saying though, dude, is like if people want to spend time with their kids, I want it to come from a place because they want to be with their children. I think if you're doing it because it's going to save you money in the end, you're probably going to do more harm to your kid than not. But I don't know that. It's just the way I feel about it. So. I take your point, but I wouldn't, you know what I want to say? I won't, I don't want my relationship to be that way. I would want to spend time with my child because I want to spend time with my child. No, ideally, you should never be forced into these situations. Right. You shouldn't be but forced, some people are. you shouldn't be forced to pay child support. This money should come out of your pocket willingly, right? I mean, yes. It, now, this one I think women are not going to like because most of the time you're the one who has the kid and you're the one that gets the money. And I've been told this, and again, I don't know, but I've been told this, that in Ohio, it is very, very, very hard for a man to walk away from the separation and get custody of his kids. As a matter of fact, most people tell me that if in Ohio the man has the kids, that tells you everything you need to know about the woman. Okay. And I was like, okay, I don't know. Again, I don't know for sure or not of this and that. But the parent who then receives child support will be responsible for providing the health insurance. Yeah, you're not going to love that. The person who pays for the insurance then could deduct the cost from their annual income when calculating the child support. Yeah, people aren't going to be happy about that. As a matter of fact, my buddy right now not only pays child support, but then pays the health insurance on top of it. He's getting kind of railroaded right now. I, I mean, I, I guess if you are the one with full custody of the child, that makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 well, where's the kid at most? There's, there's, there's a part of me that, that wants to say, well, which one of you can give them a better option? Because if you, as the father, have a can great insure, job, can insure your child through something, and, and it would be better. I want to say that, but if we're getting down to laws, then probably the person who has custody needs to be in, in control of that. They say child. Child support will pay for daycare, but a cap will be put into place in calculating child support payments. If you pay child support on multiple people, man, there are so many errors in the way this is written, you may see higher payments. These changes mean that each child would get a standard amount rather than the current system that gives a larger amount to the first child whose parents files for support. 
Oh, so if you got like three kids and that lady right. files first, then they get the most money and then they go after this. What they're going to do this is just standardize the amount. You know, it probably makes sense because I mean, yeah, for all you Sean Kemp's out there, I'm sure you love it. Well, I mean, your kids, all of your kids are equally, you know, worthy of this cause just because you're third born and your mom didn't didn't necessarily fill out that paperwork in time. You should still get an equal cut, right? I'm willing to bet if you gave up your kid and gave them to gave it to the other parent. Gave it. That sounds so terrible. Um, to, to the other parent and paid the child support, but they had to pay for the health insurance. I bet you come out ahead. How much you want to bet we're going to see people swatching like you know residences with their children because of that? Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to bet it's a lot. I, what a what a what a very tangled web of finances this all is because you start throwing. You're right, insurance in there, child care in there, and then just paying the kids, Coats, paying right. Shoes, I mean, all, all all that stuff. You're right. Somewhere along the line, people are going to be looking for how do I make out best here, dude? This guy just wrote in Jason. Writes in and says he pays a thousand dollars a month on three kids. Wow, but 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 dude, if that's all you're paying on three kids, I guarantee you, if 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 you if you had all three of those kids with you every single day, it's gonna be a lot more expensive than a thousand bucks a month, right? Uh, yeah, you're spending more than 333 bucks on your kid every month, right? Spending more than 10 bucks a day on your kid every day, right? I mean, are you? I, 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 I just feeding the kid alone, right? What are you not giving your kid ten dollars worth of food every day? Yeah, I mean, you make the argument the food's there. You go shopping multiple times. Things accumulate in the in the cupboard. So, like, do you really ultimately per day? I don't know. I a thousand dollars a month sounds honestly, dude. Like my buddy had one kid. And he was paying like seven seventy five. Yeah, a thousand dollars doesn't sound like that much. He made a free. bunch of money though. Like he made a bunch of money, and that's how it was calculated. It was and and again, I'm not. Well, yeah, it probably should be done that way. I mean, how is she gonna make it fair? Yeah, I mean, it's just. I guess it's complicated at this point because at the end of the day, you, the male, are still responsible for for your half of this. Like, there's no question about that. Like, I don't want to start making excuses of like, well, dude, no, you shouldn't have to do this because you were the one who did not wear a condom, had sex with her, and had a child. So, like, there's still responsibility on on your end here. It's just very obvious this system does need to get. Oh, it needs to be reworked for sure. There's there's no doubt. Anthony Ritson says, Sansbury, I pay child support, and I'm also required to provide the health insurance currently, which means I pay a couple hundred dollars extra every month, and my insurance keeps going up every few months. That's problematic. That is. That is problematic. These changes are going to happen, and apparently, according to Cleveland19.com, these changes will go into effect with your child support payments in about nine months from right now. People are making huge mistakes with their underwear. Okay. I'm willing to bet a lot of you listening right now are wearing the underwear you had on your body yesterday. Either you went to sleep in them and then woke up and were like, screw it, I'm not changing them, and you just went, or you had them on all day yesterday, you're a dirty person, and you're like, screw it, I'm wearing them today. But I've been around in Canton, I've been out, I've been driving around, I've seen some of you, there's there's some multiple days of underwear going on. Okay. I, I can't. I, I understand that, dude. In a desperate situation, how maybe you'd find yourself there. But like big picture, I mean, I what do you have? Twenty pairs of underwear? Oh, I have way more now. So at this point, it's like, well, how how are you running into this problem on a regular basis? Like, go do your laundry, homie. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. I, I, I although I will tell you, there are times where I will take a shower at like eight thirty at night. 
And then I'll put a pair on, go to bed, and then wake up, and then sometimes I'll forget, and then I'll just walk right out the door. That does happen to me. 24 hours, I think, is the hard limit there. Once they come off your body, though, after 12, there's no way you can put them on. Oh, no, 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 If I take them off my body, right. they're not going back on. Like, here's the thing. Okay. okay. Like, I can wake up Saturday morning. Right. Not have been dirty or anything. Take a shower, but I'm not putting the clothes back on. No. I'm not even putting, like, I won't even put the clothes, I sl- like, relaxing around my apartment clothes back on the next day. Um, I would throw the same pair of basketball shorts back I on. I can. It's not like a hard, what I'm saying is most times I don't, though. Okay. I'll throw them away and I'll go into the closet, grab another version of that. So, because that's just how I am with that kind of stuff. So, I'm not doing it a whole lot with my underwear. The reason why I say this, dude, is that, dude, apparently... With the the average pair of dirty underwear, yeah, contains a full gram of feces. <clears throat> now, gram, let's let's we'll focus on the one gram. Okay, not a lot of weed, decent amount of cocaine, way too much poop. <laughs> right, like welcome to the gram scale, bro. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. It's way more than enough poop. Way more. That was good, buddy. You're supposed to. You're supposed to. <laughs> supposed to wash them on high heat at 150 to 160 degrees. So like a pork tenderloin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to get them in the pork like 160. That sounds. That sounds right. Oh, right. I, I think no matter what you wash at, drying's always going to be the thing that really disinfects there. It's because you're the getting heat. into that super high heat. And For guys, heat left. means clean. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, that's that's the only thing that you can you can do unless you're putting your underwear in like the freezer to kill that bacteria. You got to do something to get those things out of there. Um, I'm trying to think of when the last time I wore underwear more than one day, and honestly, it, it was. Years, rock on the range. Years ago, something like that, probably camping. Yeah, something like that, where 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 you're in a situation where you don't have the necessities in front of you. There, they say buying the wrong color of underwear is a mistake a lot of people make, and they say, dude, everything shows stains easily, especially something that wraps your ass. So maybe what you should do there is go for the darker colors, and I do. Yes, you want darker colors in the underwear mix there, but if you're really running into skid marks and problems like that on a regular basis, no underwear is going to fix that. You need to start wiping your ass better. Sure. Yes, I, I don't disagree. I want everybody to wipe their ass like, better than like, they are today. Like that's the thing is is I, I mean it's like driving. Everybody can get better at it. Right. There's none of us that are perfect. <laughs> Let's not all act like none of us have made a mistake. But on a day to day basis, put the phone down and take care of what's in front of you. Here's the other thing I can tell you is that like the like the, like the baby wipes are a good idea. And dude, let me tell you, the gold bond. It does wonders for the underwear game because, dude, you're sweating less, right? And so, like, stuff just stays nicer. I um, I've talked about this in the past. Um, if 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 you are worried about those baby wipes clogging up your your plumbing, uh, just go buy some witch hazel, and you can just pour that directly onto the toilet paper, and essentially, it's the same thing. It's just flushable at that point, and you have a much cleaner ass because of it. Witch hazel, witch hazel, yeah. You can do it at any grocery store, any any Walmart, anything like over by like where they have like. Hydrogen peroxide. Now, don't mix the two up because you're going to get into two oh. very, two very different cleaning things there. But like, yeah, witch hazel. It's just you're doing the same thing. You've got the the wetness because that's a part of it, dude. You can't just you can't just use dry toilet paper and expect to get 100 percent clean. But it, you're not going to clog anything up that way. Microfiber underwear are all the rage right now, right? And apparently, dude, they're thirty four dollars for a pack of three. And this is a question I've always had. 
Why is the price of everything coming down except for socks and underwear? Like, dude, you go to Walmart. So, like, dude, I'll go to Walmart to buy that stuff. Right. Right? And, dude, you'll just buy, like, one pack of each, and then you get to the counter, and the chick's, like, $47. I'm like, what? It's, like, five, it's, like, six pairs of socks. It is expensive. I don't, I don't know why, but both those things are too expensive, in my opinion. I don't understand. When everything else, and literally everything else is, you know, like, hey, dude, we got the dollar pack of this right here. You're right. It's like, well, dude, why am I spending, you know, $13 on three pairs of underwear? I got a $7 t-shirt on. Why the hell are my underwear $34? (laughs) Every once in a while, we'll do this. And I keep seeing this one, and I posted about it on Facebook yesterday just to see. I was like, all right, are other people out there feeling the way I do? It turns out, yes, you are. So, okay, that's usually a good test of, okay, then let's discuss it openly on the program. And every now and again, Fantone and I will take something we see on the Internet and go, wait, what? This is what's happening? And there's a meme going around right now. And it's not a political meme. It's not about guns. It's not about condoms being snorted through nostrils. It's not. It's about food. And I, for the life of me, can't figure out why this is being passed around. Now, this isn't about the fact that it's like a fattening food and I'm on a diet. It's not that. This is, I see this meme constantly. Does anybody still eat meatloaf? Share this picture of meatloaf if you do. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll ask you, has there been a shortage of people eating meatloaf? Are we abandoning the loaf at numbers where we need a campaign to save it? This is like when I lived in Oregon, and I kept seeing signs all over Oregon that says, Keep Oregon weird! And I looked at my friend Catherine and I said, How much weird did you assholes lose where you feel like you need to go on a campaign to save it? This place feels pretty weird to me. Like, are we just abandoning the meatloaf? No, I don't think we're abandoning then the what meatloaf. what the hell, dude? I'm going to make the assumption that if, you know, we uh, we looked at meatloaf consumption throughout the years, I don't think it's going to be it's all that different. delicious. As a matter of fact, is. I didn't eat meatloaf until way late in life because I didn't like the name of it. It scared me. Okay. All right. Well, maybe that's gross. the thing. Well, yeah, I mean, you throw loaf on anything and it starts to get a little bit like, like an olive loaf and you're like... Oh, it wasn't oh, until my, my mom was like, it's just a big piece of hamburger, yeah. you dumb idiot. Now, was your mom, was she brown gravy or was she red, red sauce? On my mom the, uh, didn't make the meatloaf a ton no? because my brother and I were like, we don't like it because it says meatloaf. loaf. <laughs> and my dad didn't prefer, my dad didn't like my mom's meatloaf because his mom made like the best meatloaf ever. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I think that's one of the things like saying like, oh, I have the cutest pet ever. It's just like my mom makes the best meatloaf ever. And <laughs> okay. His mom was, a, you know, a full blown, you know, Italian off the boat. So she was a red sauce person. People get so. It, it really, this is that nostalgia factor coming into play here. And people are like, I remember playing outside and swinging in a tire swing. We're going to share this if you do, too. Oh, and my it's friend's like, box were in the yard. And it's like, it's like, no, they weren't. What, I mean, what kind of what kind of life are you living where that's like the signal you want to send out to the world where it's like, man, like, boy, things are so much better then. And like, I get it. Like you look back on your childhood and it's nostalgic and you remember eating your mom's meatloaf, but like that doesn't, I don't know. Like, like why, why is that the message that you feel compelled to send out into the world? Did this come? Like, I just assumed this was about Will Ferrell's thing from that movie. Mom, get the 
me off. No, from, but I mean that was twenty years ago. Yeah, I was gonna ago. say. I mean, this isn't this isn't wedding crashers come back to haunt us. Like so, like no, this is people trying to virtue signal with nostalgia of like I was a part of a time that was so much better. If you remember Optimus Prime, you, you had a great childhood, and it's like no, my uncle still molested me, bro. Like what do you want? You yeah, know what I'm I, I always see like, that what, too. What, what are we talking about? I had a great childhood. Did I add Super Mario Brothers? My right. night, my childhood was still a nightmare. Right. Like, yeah, I know. I, I, I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous to me that people feel like that that's the thing that's like really like, yeah, this defines me as who I am. Why? Do, Strange. Why is it so important to us? Like, again, you know what I had the urge to do yesterday and I stopped myself from doing it? Posting lyrics on my Facebook page. Okay. I had the urge to do it because I was listening to a song and I felt a certain way about it. And I want, for some reason, you want people to know that. Why the hell do we want people to know? Do you know how much validation I get in my life? Yeah. Dude, if you open my inbox, you would think I'm the most popular dude alive. And yet I still feel like I need more. That's what it is. It's that validation. It's that somebody patting you on the back in a different way than like... Standing, being a quote-unquote social justice warrior, this is another form of virtue signaling where it's like, yes, pat me on the back. I'm a good person. I was a part of something good because I ate meatloaf. Really? <laughs> really? I mean, dude, I ate dude, a ton. Like, I, I, I mean, just pounds of meatloaf have gone down my mouth before. But I'm not like, oh, dude, look at, look at me, look at the tall guy, just meatloaf fat over here. All right, here's what we're gonna do in what the eight o'clock hour. Eat meatloaf. Who swallowed more meatloaf, <laughs> Fantone or Stormy Daniels? We'll find out. Come wait.